Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We meant to do this a couple days ago, kept having to push it in out, but hey, a lot's happened since the last time we've done a pod and break it all down, Peach. What up, homie? We finally got the Kawhi trade, we finally got the Kawhi trade. So... And everybody's angry, and everybody's angry. Are you angry? I'm not. I'm very indifferent. But we don't root for either of the teams involved, and we're not the players or their families, or the player personnel that made the decisions. Had it ended up with all of the best players staying in the Western Conference, I wouldn't be very happy. No, we we got an upgrade. There's an extra star in the East now. That is true. But, uh, so, I think you and I, I I think you and I are going to disagree on on how this trade went down and who's really going to benefit from it, so I'm kind of excited to talk about it. Okay. (laughs) I am too. (laughs) So, you really like this deal for the Raptors. Yeah, I think it, it, uh... I have to uh, pour one out for all the the Raptors jokes, and they're no longer. I can get them off. I was a can no longer joke about the Raptors just being the Raptors because I they feel got. Like you kind of can. Uh, why? No, this is this is the dude. They they put their their cards out there. They put balls balls to the walls on this one. I mean, I uh, I respect the shit out of it. This is the only way they were gonna get a five time like a. A top five potential player. It's, I mean, I it's not exact, but it, it's similar to me as far as you look at, like the Blake Griffin. I think this is an upgraded version of that. Um, and the, the gamble, like long term wise, it doesn't hurt them, and it only gives them a lot of benefits. Uh, See, here's where I disagree with you. There. Tell me. Oh, question for you: Do you think Demar Derozan's contract is bad? I think that DeMar DeRozan and, and Kyle Lowry's contracts together on your team is bad if you're trying to compete for championships. Yes. One of those deals could not stay. But that you have to look at them in a vacuum, though. Like They're two different players. They're adding different things to this team. Correct. But they're adding... A, to combine, they're adding... Uh, Playoff media, you're adding mediocrity and getting swept by a Cavs team that was pretty trash. And DeRozan wasn't good in that series, right? I but, think, I think if you if you ideally they would have moved Lowry, but I think if on the Spurs off of those two guys, I want, I definitely want Demar over Kyle Lowry. I agree with that a hundred percent. But I can't. Yeah, I mean, like, I, and I think Toronto would have rather have had Demar and Kawhi. You uh, say that again. I'm sorry. I think if Toronto's idea would have been they, yeah, they trade Kyle Lowry and they get to have it be Kawhi and Demar together. Yeah, I, I think that that definitely wasn't on the table from the Raptors' standpoint or from the Spurs' standpoint. Right, right there. They're not going to take his, him on, but well, but they've been trying to move that, Demar for the last couple of years. So I'm not. That's the that's the part that I, I kind of have a problem with all of this is that Demar was really really good last year. And yeah, he was a, he was an All NBA guy. Yep. And you're trading. If now it's one thing if you just think his he's not worth what you're paying him because if that's the case then I just disagree with it. I can, I guess I can see the argument, uh, mostly because his defensive upside is not nearly as good. He does not space the floor in the way that Kawhi is capable of spacing the floor. Or at least he has not shown his ability to do that. But I think that especially going to a roster and a team with the infrastructure like the San Antonio Spurs... I'm optimistic that DeMar DeRozan is going to be really good with that team. And with Kawhi, 
next even so let's let's say Kawhi walks next year which is the most likely outcome out of all of this they still are pretty cap strapped for a while mm. but i think you could i think you could move cuz isn't won't Kyle Lowry be on a expiring then next year mhm that's not tough to move i mean it's a lot of money but yeah, so you can move that if you attach another first rounder to it, which they have their protected first rounder attached to this one, so they may have. At some point, you're though you're you're starting to get rid of these higher paid guys attaching assets to them, and I mean you still got to worry about Ibaka taking up a ton of cap. My point, I guess, out of all of this being is the timing of this is what I had a problem with because and and. I get that you can't just assume that this is going to be on the table later. In fact, it's probably not. The Spurs could – there are plenty of other teams that had something on the table for Kawhi, even if it's not that great of an offer. But ultimately, the Raptors get rid of their first or second best player in the history of the franchise for a guy that they might have for one year. And honestly, I don't think you're going to get – you're going to not going to get peak Kawhi there and i don't think that you're going to be able to flip him for anything decent except for if you're trading him to the clippers or the lakers and even if you're the clippers or the lakers they're not going to give up anything decent around the trade deadline for Kawhi leonard when he's but, got a few months left on his contract but you might get some i mean because so the one thing you are trading for is opportunity to offer him more money, like have a competitive advantage as far as signing him long term if he's on your roster versus yes. And I will admit I'm a hundred percent wrong in all of this if Kawhi send, signs a max contract in Toronto. But I'm saying No, but I'm saying even if your the the incentive for either LA team to trade for him is if you wanted to bring him to your team, you oh, could trade gotcha. assets for the opportunity to offer him, have a, a competitive advantage to offer him more money. And yeah, you're not going to have to give him something crazy, but like, if you're the Lakers, would, I mean, is Josh Hart not worth like trading him to get Kawhi? Is that not in of itself like a worthwhile move to wait, move to make to have the competitive advantage to like? Offer him an additional twenty million. I think for the Lakers, they don't. I think the Lakers think they're going to get him either way. So probably not. But but see, people. I mean, but you're that Paul. I I think the Paul George thing might play into got people's heads a little bit this season. Like with this, like that's going to get brought up. It's two different players, two different scenarios. But yeah, it's just recency bias. I mean, at the same time, if you're like, but I'm saying like, if they looked at it, Kawhi's track, I mean, Kawhi might be like, fuck, they didn't want to trade for me. They could have. They didn't have to give up that much for me. Why didn't they trade for, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying it's not possible, but. Do you I, want that? I mean, it's just like, do the Lakers, are the Lakers that confident and that they, they got them no matter what? Like, are they just, they know that for, for sure? Like, that's the, that's the piece of it where. Everyone's saying it and assuming it, but we did this last year with Paul George, and I mean, I don't think anyone thought he was going to stay in OKC, but here we are. No, but would you say the biggest factor in him staying in in OKC has to do with OKC trading him and taking a risk in trading for him, or would you say it's his friendship with Russell Westbrook? Because I would say it's the latter. Yeah, what if Kyle Lowry and Kawhi become best friends? Well, that's what, like, I just think that that's pretty unlikely to happen, I guess. I, I think that the fit with Kawhi and him staying in the in Toronto long term is incredibly unlikely to happen. Which, look, they may be able to flip this into a year of like getting like if you get peak Kawhi, they're probably going to go to the finals. If they yeah. get the best version of Kawhi, they're probably going to the finals. They have no shot at beating a few of the you know, the Warriors or the Rockets or. Hell, we got to see what we like. The Spurs, I'm not convinced that they're not going to be a really, really, really good team in the West now. Um, 
And then I yeah. think, and then most likely, I think he's going to be walking. And I if mean, he stays, it's worth it. And I don't, I don't think it's a, it's worth the risk because I think Toronto had a shot at making the finals if they just kept that roster as is. That's what. <laughs> but this, and I then, think and they, then hmm. you could have easily traded. You could trade Demar for nah. and get something valuable for it one year from now. See. Easily. That's not an untradeable contract unless he's terrible next year, which I I doubt he's going to be. So he's he's, tw- he's going to be twenty nine next year. So you think Jakob Pertl and Demar Derozan is a better gives you just as good of a chance as Kawhi and Danny Green adding to your team, like to go up against? You think the between the the Raptors before and after this trade? What team do you think is that? What lineup's better to go up against Boston or uh, Philly? If we're assuming that we're getting the healthiest versions of these players, it's definitely Kawhi and Danny. Right, and I'm going to assume that. Like, there's no reason for he's. There is he, a reason though. Kawhi's coming off of an injury. We don't even know if he's healthy. We don't know if he wants to play with them. He's. We don't know if he's going to be motivated to play. He with He might them. not want to play with them, but he's. He needs to play because he wants to get paid. Like he's. He could not play one game next year, and he could get a max contract off. No, he can't. No, he can't. He if he because if he's hurt, the only way he can not play next year is if he's hurt. Because if he just sits out, his contract basically deferred, and he stays. It's like if he retired for like the Raptors would still hold on to his his deal, his contract. They would well, still just, have his rights. He would have, to have say, an injury, and then when I say sit out, I mean he's gonna. He's going to find a creative way of sitting out that's going to allow him to be a free agent next year. That's all I'm saying. That is a bad move. If you, you're you telling me who – then in that I case, don't think I'm not giving him I a don't, max deal. I don't think that's going to happen. He wants to do that, fine. He's. I mean, I'm sure the Lakers will still do it, but that is a ballsy-ass fucking thing to do as a guy that wants to have a better market share and then not play – yeah, it's, wants to be in a big, bigger market, but is going to sit out of playing basketball for two years. It's bullshit. And hey, he's not going to do that. He's Toronto, Toronto is one of the biggest markets in the in the NBA. Like this is not a bad. Also, it's you are exposed to a different group of a whole people country behind you. Then you like you have the market share cornered in the in the country of Canada. Like why? So look, he, there there's a chance this all pans out for the Raptors. And if that happens, absolutely, I great. I just i I do not think it was worth taking that risk when you could be making a finals run next year potentially. I think they. The I team. think they took a risk as far as not just being able to possibly make the finals, but they could be competitive enough to. Dude, that lineup is not terrible. Like defensively, like that is with Kawhi, Danny Green, OG, Kyle Lowry. That's a very nice. I, I like. I am a big fan of that. That four against Boston or Philly's four, like of their perimeter guys. I they're, mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be very good. I think that that gives you that is a much, much more compelling situation for a year. I'd much rather be going to that than say we're running this back again, which I don't think. Anyone that after the, how that team ended and just like the vibe of that was like there is going to be change on this team. There has to be. They they knew they couldn't run it back. And I think if you're going to to not run it back, a one year chance at a potential top five player, you get one year of a, a MVP candidate, former defense player of the year, Finals MVP, uh, former Finals MVP winner. Like yes, I'm going to do that. And Demar is great, but he ultimately. He's a very nice player. He's not a superstar. I think he will have success. I'm sure the Spurs nation will love him, and he will be admired. I think he is going to it, – it sucks. Like It's just like the loyalty factor. We just – another guy gets burned by it here. Um, it's just another example. You can't really fucking get mad at these players when they decide where they want to play and all this shit because – they don't have enough a lot to say. What's crazy too is like Demar. If basically how the structure was, if he had been in the, like one more year, he would have been eligible for a no trade clause. He was like a one year difference from him when he signed his deal, being able to get the no trade clause or not. Um, real quick before we move on, let's talk for a second about what the Spurs look like with this change too, because. 
They stay uh, competitive for the short term. I think that with you know Tony Parker not being on the team is going to hurt them a little bit, but they have two mm. promising young point guards. Um, and then you've got DeMar coming in, who they have one of the best shooting coaches in the league. Maybe he learns to shoot some trays. He Maybe. shot decent last year, though. Like He, wasn't... he, shot, he shot 30% from three. No, he didn't. Did he? Re- hmm. 31.2%. Do you have that pulled up? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So he, he, he wasn't great from three. Uh, he did average a career he high. Yeah, he, he but he at higher more. volume, he made first time in his career he averaged making over a three game. He made you know one point one out of three point three three point six attempts a game. Uh, but maybe they maybe he gets to the point they can actually hit threes at a higher percentage. It's up for him shooting twenty six the jeez Yeah, he's just not it's up four points, maybe. But he gets to the line a lot. He yeah. shoots 80-plus 80, 80 percent from the line. He's been more of a playmaker. He had a career high in assists last year with 5.2 a game. Like, he's going to do – he fits well in their offense. I'm a little worried about their spacing between him and playing LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> a lot. Shouts um, to – I do feel bad for DeMar, too, from the perspective that he got traded from, like, a city and, like, a team he adored and loved, but, like, he doesn't get the benefit of escaping from the jokes, because now it's just gonna be NBA Twitter is just gonna be ripping into his ass. Like even the anytime there's a like a Lamarcus Aldridge, Demar Derozan play, like there's NBA Twitter is just gonna be roasting. Like for no re, like nothing those guys have done, but those guys those are just like the uh, modern like statistically driven like kind of nerdy. NBA Twitter thing that just like gets like the analytically driven portion of NBA Twitter, right? Like they're not playing efficient at all. Which yeah, it's like, but they're still good players. Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. They have Marco Bellinelli coming back, and that's a nice fit for them. Ultimately, it's it's gonna be a question of uh, how does Manu did, carry them to another can, finals? Can Dejounte Murray take a step forward? How good is Lonnie Walker? Which It'll be interesting to see. They're gonna be they're gonna be fucking really good. Watch though, Lonnie Walker turn into the next Donovan Mitchell, and us all feel like idiots. They have two All NBA guys, so they're gonna still they're gonna be in the playoffs in the West, which does not bode well for fringe <sighs> teams like I don't know the Timberwolves, for example. Yeah, I do think they'll make the playoffs because it's like they made the playoffs in that crazy West without Kawhi all year. <laughs> like, yeah, they're gonna win fifty plus games. Yeah. It's not going to be not even a question. Um, let's talk about something very happy, near and dear to your heart, PJ. Jabari Parker's a bull. His Great Lakes tour. This is the great son of the Great Lakes is moving on to his next stop. I don't really understand the backlash, which I don't think that there's been a ton, but some no. people don't like this signing. You know, two year twenty or excuse me, two year forty million dollar deal, twenty million a year, but the only the first year's guaranteed. What's the like? You pay Jabari. You weren't going to be great this year anyway. If if he's great, you can always restructure his deal and sign him long term after this next offseason. Like, seems like a, a win for the Bulls. I I, I think it's a, a good risk. Welcome to Bulls Talk Corner on the point forward. Um, well, so, the concern, the bet. This will be at least half an hour. Nah, we're going to keep this nice and short. We got this. That's why we took all these days off is get these, these Bulls thoughts. Nice and concise, baby. Um, I mean, really, when you look at the deal, though, yeah, it's like a one-year player or team option. I don't hate like the the short-termness of it, and it does give I think both sides a, a good opportunity. Jabari wasn't gonna be making twenty million anywhere else, so he's able to. It's in good faith, incentive for him to perform well. Uh, the criticism is really that the Bulls are probably going to give up like 140 points a game, because um, I don't know who's playing defense on there except for they Wendell are, Carter. They are going to be atrociously bad on defense. Yeah, like Denzel Valentine can't stay in front of a, a D one like a former D one guy in the Drew League, who's I think playing over in Europe. Or he's schooling by some dude that's not in the league. Off their bench alone, like that wasn't. It was a tough couple 
between that and Jabari literally just being like, they don't pay people to play defense. They pay people to score. And pretty much just in, like, one of his radio interviews after signing, he was like, yeah, I don't play defense. Like, average, players' averages are their averages. Uh, I'm paraphrasing some of it, but it's, like, part of this direct quote of him, like, players to get their averages, like, I've scored 20, 30, put up 20, 30 on guys who are supposedly great defenders, like, guys are going to get their buckets on me, like, that's not what they pay me for. Um, so, shouts to that all-time quote. Um, but, yeah, they're just not going to be able to play. Yeah, I don't know how many people are going to stop. I don't hate the idea, though, of trying that small forward, seeing if that works. I mean... The fit is going to be a little tough. I hope that he does end up uh, having an opportunity to have the ball in his hand a little bit more and not just be someone they're going to stuff in a corner. Um, that was the really the, the injuries aside. But, I mean, once you had the rise of Giannis in Milwaukee, uh, Jason Kidd was just never fucking equipped to figure out a way to get have both those guys – have the ball in their hands, so they defaulted to let Giannis have it. And, and it's kind of, I think, in a lot of ways limited. You cut some of the best parts of Jabari's game because he is very good off the dribble. He can score um, and create his own shot You know, prior to these knee injuries. And I, I all the vibes I get is, yeah, he's ready to – I think he's kind of hurt by the Milwaukee thing. I think it's I – mean, he's – He's kind of in a safe little space coming back home to Chicago. He's going to have people at least to start like fully supporting him, which maybe that's what he needs, just that extra confidence. And then his performance will be able to keep that going. But it's it's definitely one of those uh, signings where – if if it was if it was a longer term, they had to do like a two and one. I would be less excited about it, or less encouraged about it. I think they weren't going to use that cap space anywhere else. They had to use it. I'd take a risk on a twenty three year old, even though the Bulls are quickly um, uh, accumulating quite the uh, amount of past and current players on our team that have ACL injuries. It's uh it's. I think overall, outside of the yeah, you look at the the fit um, from yeah defensive and just like all around side of basketball, like they're gonna lose out David Nwaba, and they're picking up Jabari, so they just traded more offense for and less defense. That's really the only hate. I I I think in general people are pretty pretty okay on it, just since there wasn't. There wasn't any other move they made this year outside of, yeah, if they were in the mellow, if they had been on the side of the mellow trade and, and took the place of the Hawks, like, I don't know other, any other move they could have made this offseason that I would have preferred. So, it will, um, and fuck, I mean, if they, it turns out decent, like, they could easily be a seventh or eighth seed in the East this year now. I mean, if it, this thing clicks really well. Oh, definitely. It's possible. Yeah, and I think it's just a short-term, yeah, it gives you opportunity. Jabari ends up being good. You keep him, that's great. If it flops, like, all right, you can you can get out of it or you pick up his option, you keep him, and you see what happens after that. But that's pretty so much all I had on that piece. I, I want to brace you a little bit before I, I go in on this, and this is not about Jabari, but this is about Fred. Yes, I knew it. Bring it. What you got? And it's it's not that I think Fred. I don't think any action should be taken on Fred. But if this offense doesn't work with the roster that they've now put together, I think that Fred is going to be on a very hot seat. Oh yeah, uh, for, but. <laughs> I I really don't think they're gonna no have a problem excuse. scoring. There's no excuse for them not to average, you know, and be in the top ten, top five in the league. In Dude, scoring. honestly, they might be kind of like the Nuggets two years ago, where, <laughs> where they were like easily putting up. They were putting up like over a hundred points. Nuggets over the last couple of years, really. Yeah, the Nuggets have gotten a little bit better on defense. 
I was. I'm thinking like I'm like Jamal Murray's rookie year. So yeah, two years ago. That kind of the breakout of Jokic, but just like that team put up a lot of fucking points and they did not stop a lot of people. Right. But hey, I'm okay with that. Like I'll I'll be that'll be that's entertaining at least enough basketball to keep me engaged. I just you are gonna need to figure out what guys can play defense and maybe they you know the only nice thing I could see is if they were be able to find a situation where they're able to take Justin Holiday or they're able to take Robin Lopez at the de- at the deadline and try to especially Robin with the expiring if they got a guy they could take a flyer on a younger dude like a two year or something you know that is a little bit more defensively focused um, I wouldn't mind seeing as much as Robin's been awesome to have on the Bulls he's like a as far as veteran dudes go, it's pretty been a really solid dude for them uh, throughout the rebuild piece of this. Uh, it wouldn't be the worst to try to maybe use that in some ways to, to flip that because I, I don't want Wendell Carter missing minutes at this point. And he <laughs> it's going to be him and Chris Dunn, literally, yeah, because that, that Denzel shit was <laughs> was bad. Did you see that video? No. Oh, he was getting fucking worked by some dude that played like Weber State. Uh, getting made silly, and he was wearing diamond earrings while he was playing. Just looked like a freaking fool. Was it, it against tough like a, a guard or a big guy? I mean, a guard. And he was just torturing him. Yeah, he made it like made him look stupid on like four like a call. The vi- it's like a video is like a minute, and there's three plays in there where Denzel looks. Like he shouldn't be in the league. It's like oh, bad. No. It's the knock on him was Dunn's defense a little bit coming out, and he was great in yeah. the summer league. So, yeah. I mean, the the other thing is, I I don't know if we should be surprised that a guy that has two career dunks is looking unathletic, <laughs> like at the same time. But hey, he's a part of the Garpacks core of the these this rebuild. So, take that with what you want, uh, folks. Only the Bulls. Only the Bulls. Well, I'm going to try to find that video, but... Um, I can yeah. send it to you later. Thank you. One more one more big uh, transaction in the league that we need to talk about is uh, Dennis Schroeder getting traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder to back up Russell Westbrook. I really don't know how the Thunder managed to, to pull this one off. Um I guess the Hawks really wanted to get out from underneath this contract, and they were fine with taking one year on of Melo to do it. But uh, the Hawks got Melo, immediately got rid of him. Um, Melo looks like, it, by all accounts, is going to most likely be signing with the Rockets, mm-hmm. which I really, I don't, I don't really get if you're Daryl Morey. Like, why do you want Mel on the team? Maybe it's just because Chris Paul and or James Harden want him in there too. But I don't really get that. Uh, but what do you think of what do you think of Schroeder as a backup point guard with the Thunder and um, Melo with the Rockets? PJ, uh, I guess with the Schroeder, let's. Just, I mean, with that piece, I mean, I think he's going to probably end up. Filling that kind of a Reggie Jackson type type role for them. How that works out, we'll see. I mean, they ended up getting rid of Reggie Jackson. I mean, that's uh, I think Dennis Schroeder is a pretty confident dude. So I just will he enjoy that uh, role long term for them? We shall see. I do like the idea though. I mean, if Roberson can come back and is good, I mean, doing a lineup of Schroeder, Russ. Andre Roberson, Paul George, and uh, Stephen Adams is nice. Like defensively, that's a attractive five to to close out games. But yeah, I'm not. I also don't know. If, I mean, there's been some like off court issues with Schroeder and some little domestic violence accusations. So for the Haw- Hawks team that's trying to rebuild. Very worthwhile for that to be 
that dude to be someone else's problem if <laughs> something else were to spark up. So I don't, they, I, I don't, I don't fault them at all for for making that move on their end. I think that was a pretty no brainer type situation. Um, but it will be, it, it's. I think it could work. I just, um, like I said, I think it's tough to be a guy like that to be a six man on a team that is Russell Westbrook. It has Russell Westbrook on it. I just, I don't know what type of player that is that that would work. Like, but I just don't know if, if, if Dennis Schroeder's that guy because it didn't work. I mean, I think the best part of, of Dennis Schroeder being taking kind of on that Reggie Jackson role is that his name isn't Reggie Jackson. So, like, he's up a couple points just off of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's his relationship with Russ is good. I think that's kind of a a big portion of UC. That's, like, to me, the more and more as we get into, like, the, the, the Thunders, com, how they're compiled is you have to find guys that, like, that Russ likes and that like Russ. Because otherwise it, it all kind of, the some of the stuff and how Russ plays, I think it all quickly unravels very quickly. Like in an unfortunate manner, if like people aren't like down with the the vibe of that team, and how yeah. Russ just is like he just doesn't fuck with people outside of the team and doesn't really I have like, like a ton of friends in the league. I feel like he's gonna fit in fine. They're uh, I'm optimistic that they're gonna be better next year. If um, if Robertson's healthy, fuck yeah. I mean I'm. I'm bought back in on the Thunder. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They were good with him before he got hurt. Like that's the they they seem to be hitting their stride. Yeah, I I know Bomani. This is a Bomani take, but it's still like to it, it's like even if you're not a basketball savant, like you don't have to be an expert at basketball to understand like. Andrew Roberson has to be pretty fucking good at defense for him to be that bad on offense that he still can start on an NBA team. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, even no matter what you know about basketball, it's kind of like, that's like his, he said, like, and you look at how that team was after he got hurt. I mean, it made a difference. Uh, and that team, once he was out, was fucking so frustrating to watch. I mean, to transition to the the mellow to the Rockets piece. I mean, he's basically signing up for 2.0 of what he just was at, and it didn't work. Um, what concessions he's willing to make, maybe to his buddy, to his boy Chris Paul, versus he would make to Russell and, and Paul George. We'll see. I, from the Rockets' perspective, it's you gotta add. Like you can't. I don't think you can come into next season and be like, we lost Trevor Reza. And Luka Matabute, and we didn't like. We have to add something. I mean, he's going to get the veterans minimum, whatever. I mean, it's it's really you know what kind of metal you get. But if he's just gonna, if he's going to be a deterrent, fuck, like cut him or you, you know, you you remove that, and it's not really much much risk there for them. But maybe he he gets reinvigorated. He's he just has a different approach we've seen that he's playing with like a guy he likes. Well, the the thing that I'm a little confused about the Rockets offseason in general is the whole like Clint Capella is really the only big uh, free agent that hasn't been signed. We haven't talked about Marcus Smart. He got re-signed to a four-year, I believe, fifty-two million dollar deal with the Celtics. Uh, non, you know, I'm sure it was pure coincidence that it happened right after Kawhi got traded. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, uh, but Clint Capella is the only one left. He's not going to come back very happy with the Rockets unless he gets a, a, a better offer between now mm-hmm. and the start of the season. But then they lost Ariza. They let Luke Mamamute go back to the Clippers. Uh, I don't think those, they let the, they, those things happened. But he went to the Clippers, I think, on a mid-level, which I believe that they still have available, which they're considering giving to Mello. But, oh, I saw Mello's getting the vet minimum. So he's getting the vet? Okay. 
The vet, I, I'm pretty sure Melo is signing the vet minimum. Well, I'm not sure what the Rockets have have available, but all I know Do is they have their mid level. I they haven't signed anybody this off season. They brought Gerald Green back, so maybe. But that was they just, give, but they didn't give him the mid level. They that that's might have that might have been where it went, but. I'm trying. Gerald Green's a great scorer, a guy coming off your bench that's going to fill it up for you. I think it's more important to go up against a team like the Warriors to be able to switch guys and have someone like I get Reza mm-hmm. got a fifteen million dollar offer. The Rockets can give him that, so I get it. But then no, if you Gerald Green's on a veteran minimum. Okay, but then if you look at a guy like Mamba Mute, that's a guy they really could have used bringing back. And Mello, he might provide you some additional scoring, but you know what the Warriors are going to do every time he's on the floor? They're going to isolate the shit out of him, and he's not going to be able to do anything against a team like that. So uh, I just don't, I don't get it. Uh, I don't think it helps them win and doesn't give them a better chance of beating the Warriors. Well, Vegas would agree with you. The the Rockets' chances of winning, uh, shoot, no, I just closed out of it. As I was trying to see what the Rockets can do move wise, thought it was more important. But I think their odds of winning the finals went from uh, thirty to one to like forty four to one. Solid. Shout out to uh, the Warriors, by the way, for I think being the first team ever to have five players with ninety plus ratings. Sh- oh, should be should be a fun team to play with. So many two K just takes that. I did not remember happening like in previous years. Sorry, I was eating the mic there for a second. Oh, you're folks, good. you're just very not, excited. Not for you. I mainly the our you know very loyal listeners. I want them to maintain their eardrums. Yeah, because that's coming out in September. We got Madden coming up too. Are you starting to get excited for football at all? No, not I'm yet. I'm pretty fucking. Di- I'm literally. It's gonna be touch and go if I watch football this season. Oh, jeez. I have sense. a very makes sense why you're not answering my fantasy football messages I've been sending. Well, I'm definitely gonna play fantasy football, but I'm like, can, I'm a hundred percent like I'm like I could play fantasy football, not have to watch the NFL. I could, I could not do red zone and be fine. I would suck. It'd be a little, but literally, I'd be like, I could figure out ways to spend my Sunday. The thing I I'd struggle with is not watching Bears games. And then it's like if I'm gonna watch Bears games, I'm I'm feeding in the machine there. So like, what uh, you know, the spiral kind of goes from there. Yeah, you love the Bears. It's just yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's ingrained in me. I'm willing to admit that I'm I'm weak. I'm willing to admit my weaknesses in life. But I mean, if the NFL up and just was gone, I wouldn't shed one tear. Because fuck those dudes. Um. <laughs> okay. And fuck uh, Papa John's. Oh, jeez, yes. I, I echo that. Trash-ass pizza and their trash-ass phone. You know what? Real quick, pizza chains. I don't want to know Chicago deep dish because obviously those, no, no deep, those are, deep dish cuts. are there. But we're talking like national pizza chains. Give me your top three. I mean, I think they're all. If you go to any national pizza chain and you have like a anything local instead of an as like a, a other option, you should do the local. I'll preface it with that. I think I would go. So what are we talking here? Can I? Is like Papa Murphy's considered? Yes. Sure. Because right. I think I would probably go. I think Domino's would be my one. I think Papa Murphy's two, if I can include that, Pizza Hut and Sabaros, uh, and then Little Caesars, and insert any other national chain that is eligible, and then Papa John's. I like this is even before all this. Like I got food poisoning in high school from Papa John's and was out on that shit from. Sophomore year of high school on. I'm not a huge fan. I'm definitely, I'm definitely team Domino's, um, and it's really just everybody new, else. New recipe Domino's is is a very different view of that. Like, good for them. 
Yeah, Domino's has really stepped up their game. Okay, I'm deviating. Uh, around what would league, you would you pick at? What pizza would you take, or would you take Papa John's over? Nothing. Yeah, it's a bottom, dude. It's trash. I would rather I, I get your garlic I think sauce. You get, shit, I think you man. get more. I think you get more value out of a little Caesar's pizza. And I think Sabaros is just a better version of the, or not Sabaros. Uh, Sab- What's the? Is it Sabar? Not Sabar. The Sabaro is the mall one. What's the? I have no idea what you're talking. About. Sapporo is that it? Sapporo What's... is a Japanese beer. Hang on, I'm looking this up. Sapporo is a pizza. Maybe it is. And I'm just... oh, fuck me. What is it? Uh, Sarpinos. I've never had that. We had one in Des Moines. Hmm. I've never it's had it's it. a better version of Papa John's, but it's still not great. Like, but yeah, it's it's fine. Their toppings are just a little bit higher quality, but it's still pretty trash. You should just like that's the thing. I just don't even consider in my the the luxurious life I live of just having great pizza places all around me. National pizza chains are the worst. That was like the hardest thing to like understand going to school in Iowa was that transition of being like, oh, like what's the good local spot? Like we don't have them. We have Casey's. That's our best pizza. The gas station. Pizza, pizza in Des Moines is complete shit. It's all chain, which is like sucks. I I could I think you well eh, I mean you yeah you got Fong's Pizza. That's it. But oh that's, yeah, shout out to Fong's. Fong's is yeah. good. That's as local and good as you can get, but I'm talking so, like hole in the wall, like fucking good shopping, stuff. like uh, strip mall place that does like slices and that. Des Moines needs like one of those. Yeah, they need a lot of stuff. Like it's us back around. in it. Yeah, I miss Des Moines. Des Moines is a nice city. All right, around the league, Anthony Davis was wearing some sunglasses inside while dribbling multiple basketballs and looking ridiculous quite frankly do you know what the fuck was going on with that whole thing i don't i did a very much my theory uh, is social that media is draw that it, i took the clip for all it was worth and i just judged it off that my theory is that the sunglasses have a thing at the bottom that don't allow you to look down oh well, that's, so that's you, have to, you have to dribble without actually being able to see the ball i thought anthony davis had watched the movie ray and then was like i'm gonna go out on the court and practice some stuff with some sunglasses on well, he's gonna have to play point five now that Boogie's gone, so it's good that he's working on his, on his handles a little bit. He's uh, yeah, he doesn't want to look at. He doesn't. He if he doesn't if he has those shades on while he plays, he doesn't have to realize who else is on his team. He just they're all just generic numbers. I, I think he he's fine with chilling with Drew Holiday, but that's pretty much it. Dude, that's a that's a look, man. The and NBA just Mir- like training. He, probably, he saw Miritich shave his beard and was like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I'm gonna throw on these shades." Real if he quick. didn't go blind just off that, I don't know what what would what would do it. I um, yeah, NBA players doing fucking their workout video stuff is pretty funny. It's so well, like dumb, but it's like it it gives me a, a nice like boost in my day every time one of them pops up. It's a huge part of the off season. That's all we got to go off of now. We are in the dog days of the NBA season. We haven't even, like, we got these trades. There's really nothing else to wait on other than maybe a Clint Capella signing. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as I say that, then something something will happen. So. Yeah, do you think there's any more trades out there? Maybe Jimmy will get traded. He won't while Tibbs is there, but if we see a Tibbs firing, you can see a Jimmy getting traded fairly quick. Like I've said, who is firing Tibbs? Himself? Would you fire yourself if you were your boss? I would not. <laughs> Me neither. Case, case closed. Uh, Michael Beasley is a Laker. Yes, he is. We're, I love it. This is great. We are only a few pieces away from the ultimate internet meme team. Uh, Worldwide Wob coined them the, the the meme dream team so you've just got one of the best players of all time and then kind of 
old veterans and then really fucking good young talent. It is just the widest. They this need is a, just going to be a constant seesaw that LeBron's going to have to deal with all season, and I cannot wait to see. They it. need to acquire Nick. They need to bring Nick Young back. They need to trade for Jr. And then they need to sign Dion Waiters, and it's a complete roster of all of the internet's favorite players. If they could add Jeremy Lin too, I wouldn't hate it. Ooh, I think they've been there, done that. Yeah, but I, uh, I mean, they've been the there, done that with. So with do you Nick think? Young too. Do you, do you, yeah, but Nick Young needs to come back so he can do his cocaine. So he can way. try to recreate his famous gif. Yeah. It's, dude, just so many gifts would come from that team if you get those couple more dudes on there. We're already going to get so many. You know that Lance is going to blow in LeBron's ear even though he's on his team. You know that's going to happen. Michael Beasley's going to rub JaVale McGee's leg. I honestly think that someone, that somebody's going to – that team is going to fight. That team is going to fight at nah. some point. I think LeVar you think, might get in a fight. Do you think... Do you think LeBron... Do you think you, after the JR think, thing... Who do you think would win in a fight between Lance and LeVar? Lance. I think so, too. I don't know if LeVar is actually about that kind of that life. Like, I don't but know hey, if he's actually... LeVar held his own in a WWE match, so it's uh, not That's true, that's question. true, that's true. Uh, I just like the idea of LeBron having the most, like... Pretty much, like, you, you could say that JR play might be the most traumatic event of his career. Like, just singular game moment of, like, something to happen. Like, that is going to be easily top three for his entire career, is that moment of that game. And the idea that he's dumped, like, he's got three of those dudes on his team now. <sighs> Like, I'm trying to think of like a comparison to life, but it's like you've, uh, it's almost, yeah, like he had one of, like, it was like he had one cigarette of JR, like, that's the one, and his, like, parent is like, all right, we're going to smoke a whole pack of these, so just, we clear this out of your system, LeBron, like, we can't have these guys on your team when we get good, so we're going to give them all to you right now, you can play with them, they will prove to themselves that they can't be on your team going forward, and then we move on feel very blessed dude Lakers gonna be very very entertaining now very like I'm uh, they are one more of those dudes away from me being like yes I have to watch all 82 of these games very fortunate to be around when a team like this is put together he's gonna be yeah I mean but hey maybe they're just, just sad I mean, that we have to wait so long we've got a while yeah but I mean wouldn't hate. I mean, I do think the Kawhi trade is is in place though for them because. But what's super cold cut of all of this is that Pop. So by Pop trading him to Toronto, if he ultimately signs with the Lakers, still Kawhi will have cost himself like eighty million dollars out of it all. Yep. Guy just wants to be warm. Which Santo hey, is actually, pretty fucking warm, man. What are you talking about? No, he got but, his ass out the country. But I'm just he's in Toronto now, so that you know that's not. Dude, I think he might like Toronto more. I like. I just that situation to me seems. It just it feels more. Like there's a chance, and people are early letting that on to be. Because I just I, if he's in the playoffs, man. Yeah, if he just really just bags it, fine. Like. Fuck it, but that's a bad look for him in general. Like people are not gonna let that shit slide. Yeah. And a dude that doesn't talk, like it's just like tough to really gauge. And we're all just like guessing at this point what a dude that. If you heard his voice, like on right now, I don't think anyone would be able to tell you it was Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know if I would either. Um, but. Just the, the simple fact that, like, yeah, he could go. If he went to an NBA Finals this season, man, that is tough for me to, to 
that's like your best case scenario if you're the Raptors. Like you get to the finals, see what happens. If he fucking leaves, fine. You blow that shit up. You gave your team. You at least got your team to a finals and showed like, hey, we could do this. Now we just have to rebuild it and retool it. Right. But, yeah. I mean, I don't. I yeah. I really don't. Don't hate it one bit. I mean, just the flexibility they'll have after this year to to move to make some moves. Um. I think they'll be all right, man. I I think it it does give it give the East at least like a three, a legitimate three horse race now for the to take over the title from LeBron. So a few other things before we close up here. So uh, a, a very, very now famous pickup basketball game where a gentleman decided to call the police after getting fouled so hard uh, kind of went viral. I think this was late last week. I don't know the details behind this. I'm sure if you Google it, you can find it pretty easily. It's all out there now. Like, I've, I've watched all the videos, Ultra. I've so. gotten hacked pretty bad in pickup games before. I just, I really wish I could have witnessed this. That was my immediate thought. I mean, the body camera of the dude that had them call the police and all that is, like, pretty funny. Because he's just, like, he wants to, he basically had them call the police because he wanted the guy, like, kicked out of the club of the LA Fitness or whatever. Like, it wasn't. But it was essentially like that dude pushed him in the back, and then the dude that that called the police pushed. Uh, if you look at the videos and stuff, uh, double arm sleeved headband guy, and then double arm band head sleeve guy came back down the other end and like kind of bodied into him and kind of like pushed up. And I think like the dude caught an elbow when he did that, and then he was upset and wanted the police called because he caught an elbow in the face because he started shit, but. Yeah, I've never, like, I was trying to think of a time to call the police. And the only time I can think of is the real hardo-ass dude that's, like, going to get someone hurt. Like, that almost seems like you're just seeing it build and he's just, like, going to cut, kind of cutting under people and, like, that shit. Like, I think that dude needs to get the cops called on him before an elbow thrown, hard screen or whatever is thrown in a pickup game. Yeah, I agree. But hey, you know what? If you don't like it, just it is go, ridiculous. go play somewhere else. It's really not. That it is um, it is ridiculous the amount of like dumb shit that is at least being put out there of like what cops are being called for. Like like people are being shot and like like the the way our police force is being used these I'm days. I'm kind of surprised like, they wild. even showed up. Well, they have to. I mean, if they call nine one one, dispatcher like. Send someone, yeah, you got like they got to respond. If the di- yeah, but if you're the dispatcher, you're like, what's the emergency? Or the, like, well, they said it was an assault. Like the guy was saying he was assaulted, and then the cop gets there, and it's like, oh. yeah, then you got to go. Yeah, it's it's one of those <laughs> things. You just gotta <laughs> fucking do it, man. Did you just uh, did you just let a little fart rip? No, I moved the chair back. <laughs> oh, okay, because I'm like I'm kind of like swaying and be. I'm sitting at my kitchen table doing this. And I thought it's been pretty comfortable, but just I'm a little bit fidgetier today, I guess. And I just haven't found like that right podcast position. Mm, the PP. Yeah, that PP. So that was the that was that was a, a true truest of chair sco- scoots scoots as you've uh, as you'll see. Um, You're here in the I podcast world. I should have brought this up before when we were talking about the NFL, but Tom Brady had some very nice pictures. Get out to the public with him Dude. and Giselle hanging out. Shouts to the dad bod. I uh, he really like for a guy that hasn't had a strawberry before. There's got a. I think he's having too too much avocado ice cream. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, for a guy that doesn't eat strawberries and tomatoes, and and me being a guy that likes both those things very much, he had a lot more inflammation than what you'd think. I'm uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy to like. Yeah, you could almost. Put my torso in place of Tom Brady's, and they look pretty similar. So, like, that feels pretty good for. I think all of us average Joes out there. That the possibly greatest quarterback of all time. He ain't, he ain't gonna ain't gonna beat you in a beach body uh, competition. Makes it a little bit easier to get out of bed in the morning. That's they also sure. the un- sports. I think it was Sports Pickle or the Onion or someone posted. 
a picture of Eli Manning with his shirt off and was like, <laughs> Eli beats Tom once again. Like, just as, like, having a better dad bod. Oh, jeez. It's, it's a pretty good dad. It's a very dad bod looking thing, too. So, one other... Is our dad bod still a thing? I don't think they're as in as they had been before. There was that six-month trend that we all missed out on. Yeah, I don't think they're as big now. <sighs> Man, It's that too bad, because I worked really hard to get a dad bod, and then I got one. Right when yeah. it was out of style. Yeah, isn't that how it always works? Son of a bitch. Uh, so, one other very important thing that we need to talk about is Did- some, some very special acquisitions the Kings made over the last few weeks so first of all they they appear to be i don't know what's going on but i have a tough time believing that it is a coincidence that they were able to lure they were able to get two players in the last week and a half to decommit to their original teams that they had agreed to sign a contract with and then come to the kings and that's Nemanja Belitza, who originally signed a mid-level exception with the Sixers for a one-year $4.2 million deal and signed for a little over $20 million over three years with the Kings, which, hey, shout-out to Belly. You were a nice little T-Wolf. Stretch four. Go get some money. Yogi Ferrell is about to go to a team that can get some more shots, which I'm personally nervous about. A little more. I thought that maybe that maybe he was going to be out of the league, so I thought I was going to be, you know, sitting pretty. We are very happy that Yogi pulled a that Yogi pulled a DeAndre Jordan, committed to signing with the re-signing with the Mavericks on a two-year deal, and then took a one-year deal with a non-guaranteed second year to just line us up perfectly to get that thirty points and make Ultra eat his words. Uh, I'm I'm just hope they sign some more point guards. That's all I can really do. Dude, I mean, I am very ready for the garbage time Yogi Kings game. That's gonna be a beautiful. I just hope that I am able to watch that that uh, league pass game when it's happening. I mean, and he's get gonna... no sleep because I'm staying up for the entire thing of like a Kings versus the like Grizzlies. <laughs> He's definitely going to make me sweat it out at least once or twice this year. Guarantee it. I Maybe I'll try to do a thing. I will, I will see if I can set it up, if I can get like a – I would really like to get a league pass alert sent to me anytime Yogi like crosses over the 20-point mark. There's got – I mean – Like kind of like where like the they always do like the fourth quarter alerts for your league pass app, like on the NBA app. But I want it specifically for Yogi Farrell. When he's crossed over 20 points, just be like on Yogi Ferrell watch for the 30 points. I guarantee that it exists. We'll have to look. If anyone that does listen that knows of such a thing, slide in the, the dem, dem boy DMs at Foolish Killer, and we will appreciate it so I can once again find a new way to harass Ultra between recordings. Um, speaking of harassing me, do you have any... Good shout-outs this week? Uh, well, I have to start the shout-outs because I didn't get to do it last time. It was my mistake, folks. But if you have not, and we were just talking about not being able to watch football. Well, there's one thing I'm never going to not watch, and it's the greatest television show on planet Earth now, Very Cavalier. It's starring my, my quarterback, Jay Cutler, um, who has become an instant reality star. And... Uh, he is, I will say that, that Goat Daddy J may have uh, topped the J Power Rankings uh, after this third episode. Um, but right slowly behind that is Deer, Deer Cam Watching J and J handing out mindless tasks to Kristen Cavalieri's workers, a la having one of her workers put cones down on his grass so they did not park in his lawn. And... Let it also be known that Jay Cutler's vest game has been very top-notch throughout all three episodes. He was rocking some sort of hipster farmer look in this episode when they went house hunting for a potential new house that Kristen is not all that pleased with. But uh, Jay is trying his sweet, sweet magic to convince her otherwise. So um, only three episodes in so far, folks. So if you haven't been watching, you'll thank me later. 
it is a real, real treat, real treat. Um, and speaking of other Chicago sports-related shout-outs, we have to the unofficial official last week was uh, Derek Rose Appreciation Week. Uh, first, after France won the World Cup in the celebration, uh, I think it's Antonio Griezmann, uh, for some reason, gave a random-ass shout-out to one Derek Rose and just popped into the interview and just said, I love Derek Rose. That then followed Jabari Parker being able to, uh, during his press conference, uh, said that Derrick Rose is an all-time legend. And uh, I took it upon myself. And there's a few other people that ended up all happening, but there's just a lot of Derrick Rose highlight videos going around last week. Um, all-time still is the Derrick Rose dunk over Gordon Dragic. I will never forget that play for... All of my days, remaining days on this earth, which might be more or less, depending on what nuclear power our orange president decides to, to fight next. But hey, you know what? That's not what you came here for. I'm actually uh, so shout out to Derek Rose. I'm actually surprised we got to an hour in before that got messaged. That was, I, I held off on the Papa John's portion of it, things, but we found our way, Ultra. Always find a way. So the, the only... Uh, so first, two things, and the first one I was talking of, really fast during that. I'm you were flying. There's I was, no, no I, indecisiveness from you during that during that segment. I could have uh, I could have been rattling off some uh, some merch or so, like try to auctioneer maybe. And I said, "There goes memories." Turning four hundred to the man in the Timberwolves shirt, Justin Jacobs. I. Not super, you know, not very, very easy to tell what you're saying there, but... No, uh, we're, we're working on it. I each love segment. We'll get on, well, each segment, folks, you'll get the me practicing my auctioneer voice. Uh, so I did want to get your thoughts on the Kyrie cereal pack that he's coming out with. Because I, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I wasn't really expecting the whole, like, the Wheaties thing he came out with a while ago. But now he's doing, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Kicks and a few, I think one other one that I'm probably forgetting about. Have you seen those? Yeah, I saw, yeah, I haven't seen all of them. I saw, I, is there, like, three or four of them? Yeah, I think he's doing three more. Okay. I Yeah, the one. Just how do you get your hands on those? I you got to be pretty exclusive. You got to be what they call in the business ultra an influencer, I think. Mm. Well, you gotta get more gotta get more listeners on this podcast. Maybe we can make that happen. I guess one of us is gonna have to carry that since only one of us has an active Twitter account. And I'm trying. Mine's active. It's just not. It is active. You just don't know how to get your password recovered. Yes, so if anyone could figure that out, that'd be great. Uh the only other shout I had was uh and I the the Gazette, the Cedar Rapids Gazette, where I hail from, uh, reported that an Iowa Hawkeyes football player was suspended for the first game of their upcoming season because he got into a police car thinking it was his Uber. And I thought that was pretty funny. Um, was this young man under the influence of anything? He was. He blew up, I believe, a point two oh six or something. Yeah. So uh, be careful out there, kids. Make sure you make sure you check that license plate on the app. Make sure you're getting in the right car because you may be putting yourself in jail. As someone that has gotten in the wrong Uber, um, and really not by my own fault, it's not. It's easier. I mean. Getting into an own, a different, the wrong Uber is a different What was it, an undercover cop a, car, or was it just a straight-up... No, cop car. Well, I mean, in some ways, I guess he helped make the process a little bit more efficient by just getting in the back seat. No but, doubt. Dude, what happens, though, in that case when you do that? Because the, 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 you can't open the doors from the inside, right? So you're just like, oh, I fucked up. Like, instantly? Pretty much. I think that he you get in, you shut the doors. Maybe he didn't get to the... To point that he was actually shutting the door because cop was like, "Yo, what are you doing? You're in my car." And then they're like, "But he's he was underage." He no, but he was you know, 
I think that he he got charged with uh, public intox. Oh fuck that! That's bullshit. Then I thought he was underage. At first, I, I just kind of I don't think you can go around getting drunk and getting into cars that you don't know who drives them. Mm, but that's the cop really got time. Like that's his the biggest. He wasn't getting behind the wheel. I mean, I just feel like maybe just be worrying about people that are actually getting behind the wheels. You have got an argument there, my friend. I mean, I get it, but like. Of all, I just have to say, of all the times that there have been incidents of college athletes and police, and they chose the time the kid accidentally gets in the back of the car because he's shit-faced and thought it was his Uber, that's the time that they actually, like, enforce a, a, some sort of law on a college campus surrounding, like, athletes. The world is a buddy. fun place, Ultra. It really is. Uh, and with that, I don't know when we're going to do a podcast again, Peach. Hopefully not too long. We got to get some fun stuff going on in the NBA. Maybe we need to start watching some big three basketball. I've been we're watching. Gonna, we're going to find something. I'm behind. I've been watching. Oh, we have more very Cavalier updates. Don't worry, folks, but get on it. Join the movement. Yes, please join the movement. Uh, also joining the movement can join our movement by checking us out at the point forward nba.com as well as sending us a few notes at the point forward nba at gmail.com leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher we'll uh, be back in hopefully not too long from now so root for some funny nba news and we'll talk to all of you soon bye